This episode is sponsored by Podcast Movement 2016. I can't Okay. This episode is sponsored by Podcast Movement 2016, coming to Chicago in July. Keep listening for more info on how you can join us. What's a podcast again? A podcast is uh, you talk. Is this thing on? Podcast. <laughs> I went on stage and I completely skipped the whole script. Podcasting is a fairly new phenomenon in a medium as old as time. Sound, noise, speech, and later radio. There's no question that audio is intimate. We're allowing someone to put waves into our head that bounce around, turning those waves into pictures or ideas in our brain. But podcasting has only been around for about 11 years, and let's be honest, the name for it really isn't that descriptive, and it only describes the RSS audio distribution model, not the sound itself. Many people view podcasting as a niche distribution method, the playground of middle-aged white dudes yakking about what interests them, or another place for NPR to put their brand of highbrow radio. There may have even been some truth to that, but not anymore. And as podcasting moved into the 21st century, we saw an explosion of diverse voices, talent, and topics that could never see the light of day in traditional corporate or public radio. And now we really have something. We have a community, and finally, we have an award that does that community justice. On this episode, we're talking about the Academy of Podcasters Awards and the Podcasters Hall of Fame, specifically following one of the award winners who pulled at the heartstrings of everyone in the building. This is Podcast Movement Sessions. I'm Brian Orr. Dare I say, stay with with us. biggest thing that I took a whole lot of pride in was we introduced the Academy of Podcasters Awards last year. That's Dan Franks, co-founder and head hustler of Podcast Movement. Podcast awards are things that have been around for a while and multiple people have tried to do them. We as a group, as, as organizers, Gary, Mitch, Jared, we felt like no one had quite done them right and no one had quite done podcasters and the community justice in the awards i mean we look at almost every other medium of media and they all have award shows and award presentations that are just done well and we didn't feel like anyone was doing it well and put aside the fact of how the awards are determined or anything like that just the overall ceremony to honor whoever these winners are we just felt like it was something that was just completely lacking in the space and we took it upon ourselves with no motive of profit. We didn't sell tickets. We didn't sell anything related to this event. We just thought the community, the space, the the podcast ecosystem needed something better to honor its best and brightest. And so that's what we did was we created the Academy of Podcasters Awards. We established the Academy of Podcasters Hall of Fame, where we inducted six podcasting veterans into it. And and the fact that we talked to those people and they really felt like they were being honored appropriately and just this overall, the overall feedback all around the Hall of Fame ceremony and the Academy of Podcasters Awards 
to me, that was the most validating part. Before podcasting came internet radio, which, depending on how you look at it, was really nothing more than uploading files on the internet for people to download. How is that different than a podcast, you might ask? It isn't, really. The only difference is that a podcast uses Real Simple Syndication, or RSS, to tell another website or podcatcher every time you upload a new file, as well as a few things about the file. The way how I started was uh, I used to be a, well, I still am a fan of one of my favorite games that ever came out for the Sega Dreamcast. It's called Fantasy Star Online. It's a MMO. We get together with friends and do missions and battle with bosses and stuff. So what I, what I used to do was record a show with my friends and just talk about like the game and the bugs and the issues that we had with the game to see if Sega could make some updates and make some changes. And it was just like that. I started up like that. And then a couple months after that, Nintendo and Xbox, they were launching new consoles back in 2001. This was like right after, two months right after 9-11. That's Danny Pena, the founder of Gamertag Radio. Podcast Movement co-founder Jared Easley sat down with him at the CBS studios in Miami. Let's back up a little bit. So your first, I guess, interaction with recording audio, mm-hmm. uh, this was even before podcasting was out there, right? And, yeah. And, and so describe what that was like. Well, I didn't have no crazy equipment or anything. I had a tape recorder. That's how I used to record everything. <laughs> so I had my tape recorder, record everything on tape, and then convert it into MP3. Oh, wow. It was a crazy mission for me to to. I'm sure the audio quality was awesome. Oh, oh my God. Memories, <laughs> man. But... But see, like, I, I always tell people, man, like, don't worry about, you know, expensive equipment. Don't worry about none of that stuff. Just go out there, meet people, record, and have fun. I wasn't thinking about business. I wasn't thinking about download numbers, none of that, you know. At that time, too, there was no uh, Lipson. There was no Blueberry. I had this website that's called uh, mp3.com where it was more for music artists. Yeah, I remember. Where you upload your music there. And depending how many streams you get or downloads, you get paid out of that. So I was like, man, I'm going to create a show. Nobody's doing that here. So I created the show and posted on mp3.com. And we were getting so many streams that my first paycheck from that was $500. And that was, like, amazing. I was like, oh, man, I could start a business with this. <laughs> man, and that was back in 2001. Now everything changes, you know, with, with the whole ads and sponsorship and everything. But, yeah, that was that was kind of crazy. Well, I know podcasters now that if they got a check for five hundred dollars, they would be. They're like, "What? Oh would, my god!" That's yeah. their "I made it" moment. Yeah, yeah. So. Danny decided to go to a major gamers conference, just looking to have a good time and talk to some gaming insiders. It turned out that Microsoft was launching the Xbox platform at that exact moment, and Danny was in the right place at the right time with a mic in his hand. I remember recording interviews with with Microsoft, and I was like super nervous. I didn't know what I was doing, and. I had no clue about the game. It, like, if you listen to the old audio, I sounded very, very nervous, you know? This is Godfrey live with an um, Xbox Unleashed, and we have a... Uh, what's your name, and what, what are you doing? Chris Cox, lead product manager for Action Games. All right, cool, cool. You can basically tell us more about um, Xbox? Yeah, sure. Um, so then I, I stayed at the at that event for 48 hours. And then once it was done, Microsoft surprised us with uh, consoles to everyone that was there. There was a thousand plus people there. Those that stayed for 40 hours, it was only like 15 of us. So each of us got the console before it came out. And then a couple of days later, I got a call from Microsoft. And they were like, hey, we would like to invite you to our launch. 
It's going to be at Times Square. I went through the event. They were like, look, you are going to meet Bill Gates. And from here, we want you to talk about the consoles to the media. So everybody was there. MSNBC, CNN, New York Times. Everybody was there. I got to meet Bill Gates. I got to meet the, the creators of Xbox. And that inspired me to create Gamertag Radio years later in 2005. We have more big speaker announcements for Podcast Movement 2016. Five, count them five, great podcasters from WBEZ Chicago Public Radio. Trisha Barbeda and Greta Johnson of Nerdette, Keith Ecker and Aaron Kwa of Pleasure Town, and my man, Shannon Kaysen, bringing homemade stories. Dates are July 6th through July 8th, 2016, in Chicago. Go to podcastmovement.com to get your tickets right away. Just a quick tip, if you're going to book your hotel, do it now so you don't end up getting stuck in a flop house with Kobo Pete on the south side of Chicago. Podcastmovement.com Once you rub elbows with the world's richest man, the next logical thing to do is start a podcast. I remember I found out about podcasting because a friend of mine, he had a, uh, a hip-hop show, a hip-hop podcast at the time. And I was like, man, this is cool. I could get people subscribe and download the MP3 automatically through the computers. There was no smartphones or anything like that. I had to do everything manually with the RSS feed. So I remember getting his feed and I basically copy it and I just changed it for our show. It took me a while to figure everything out, but it was a lot, lot harder for me, man. And once we did that, it was a lot easier for people to download the show, but there was no iTunes at that time. So people were subscribing through us with third-party app applications at that time, but it was only to the computer. So it was easier for them to just go to the site and just stream or download the MP3 instead of subscribing. Once iTunes launched the podcast section, that's what helped us even more to people subscribe. And But still, it was a lot harder at that time because people thought that you needed a, an iPod just to listen to a podcast. I had to explain to a lot of people, like, nah, it's not like that, you know. By iTunes making that move, it helped us get our content out there to the masses a lot easier, you know. That was the only thing available at that time was just iTunes. And before that, it was just strictly websites or forums. There was no Twitter. That's how we got our name out there, too. So in those early days, how were you editing your show? I had someone there that edited for me at first because I, I didn't know how to do that at all. Yeah. And even before that, I was doing everything through my cassettes. I would just pause, play, <laughs> pause, play, and record. And, oh, you know what? Let me go back and then we record that again. It was like that. I wasn't, I didn't have no, no, no garage band, no Pro Tools, none of that. It we got to get copies of some of that to give to Brian. Oh, my God. I, I think it would be hysterical to be able to find I mean, I still have, have the, the I still have the original cassettes. Like, I still have all that. Man, it sounded really bad. Like, I didn't know what I was doing. The intro of the show was, oh, my God. It was like, watching and listen to it, it was like, pause play pause play that you could tell it was like <laughs> like that it was very but it sounded good at that time wow danny you were inducted into the first class of the academy of podcasters hall of fame what did that mean to you man i was let me tell you the what happened that night is I went to the awards and I had um, I had like our listeners there, my friends locally in Fort Worth. I remember I had to go backstage 
and I was like, oh, I'm good, I'm ready. I, I had a, I had a script, everything right. <laughs> and then I remember Coco Bano was on stage. Roman Mars was right next to me, and I'm there listening to Coco Bano like this, my story. And I, I was like, man, I don't want to cry. And then you came and gave me my trophy, and right there. My eyes got really, really watery, man. And Roman Mars was asking, like, hey, what, what, what are you going to be doing, man? I'm like, yeah, I'm getting inducted, man. I'm trying not to cry, man. You know, he's like, oh, man, congrats, man, you know. Mm. So then I went on stage and I completely skipped the whole script. Everything was coming out, like, on the top of the head at the moment. I almost cried, like, so many times during that speech. Danny Pena has truly demonstrated visionary talent as he's been able to effectively combine two of the biggest applications of modern technology, video gaming and podcasting into one platform. The result of Danny's vision was Gamer Tag Radio, a podcast created in 2005 that brings up-to-date news and information to the gaming community in a weekly podcast. As both industries continue to grow, so has Gamertag, who recently signed on to be a part of the CBS podcast network, Play.it. Please welcome 2015 Hall of Fame inductee, Danny Pena. Yeah, I'm trying to hold my tears, you know, so uh, bear with me, man. Um, <laughs> sorry, you know, I'm trying to... Uh, here's the thing. I want to say this very quick. I've been doing this internet radio thing since 2001, and then our podcast in 2005. And I did it for fun. I wasn't thinking about business, no Donald numbers, and none of that stuff. So eventually, because of the support of our community... We got like huge numbers and, and they always will attend our, our events too, man. So shout out to my community there right there in the front, our listeners. I, um, I invited them to come here because they always been part of our journey. So thank you for, for supporting. All right, so um, I would like to thank the, the Academy. Also, um, my parents, I have to say a quick story. The Mammy Herald interviewed me about the podcast Hall of Fame and, and our podcast. And uh, my father, he went to uh, the store to get the newspaper and everything. And he called me crying and stuff, right? And um, he was like, I don't know what you do, but I'm very proud of you. <laughs> so that was cool. Also, um, I really want to give a big, huge shout out to Jennifer, my um, love of my life. She's been there since day one. I used to record in a built-in mic on my computer, and uh, she got to see the struggle with my audio quality, and she got me my first uh, podcast studios, you know, my little mics and everything, mixer. So thanks, Jen, for supporting me. Um, also, shout out to my crew. P-Rock, Paris, Patrick, we're like Voltron, always working together, you know, so thanks for, for being this. Uh, also, shout out to Played for uh, believing in us and, and, you know, part of CBS Radio, thanks for supporting us. 
podcasters, especially the new podcasters, like I feel that there's a lot that are stuck with the whole trend stuff. Don't worry about that. Be yourself. Be unique. Because the more the more podcasters are are doing better than than me, I want you to be better than me. That's gonna help the space. So please be original, be unique, and continue. You know, with the whole podcast. And one more thing, please don't worry about iTunes front page. It's if it happens, it's cool. If not, continue having fun. All right. Um. Also, very quick, I would like to dedicate this to a friend of ours that uh, she contacted us 24 hours right after our first episode got released back in 2005. Her name is Krista uh, Trixie. Um, right now, she's uh, battling cancer, and um, this is for you, all right? <laughs> Thanks, everyone. She was the one that really pushed us at that time, you know, so I dedicated to the Hall of Fame award to her. And um, I remember I mentioned, like, look, she's battling cancer. Now, just a week ago or so, she's cancer-free. I remember when I sent that video to her and her husband, they were crying. They, they were thanking me. She, she wasn't expecting that at all. And I've been holding that for, for months. Like, I'm going to dedicate this to her because she helped mm. us a lot back in 05, you know. So it, it means a lot to me, man, because... We've been nominated so many times for, like, different awards. Never won an award at all. It feels great, man. You know, next to pioneers of podcasts, you know, Leo Laporte, Adam, Todd, Merz, and Scott. Like, we all contribute, like, in, in the, the whole podcasting community back big time back then. And I feel that it's important for those that are getting into podcasts, do some research and learn the history, how, how we did it. asked Dan if there was one compliment that stuck with him. <laughs> yeah, so this is one, uh, Todd Cochran. Everyone knows who Todd Cochran in the podcast community is, I think. He runs Blueberry, he runs Raw Voice, at least half the podcasters in the world, I think, use the PowerPress plugin, which is a product of his companies. He's been around a long, long time. He was the former organizer and runner of the former podcast awards. He recently sold it to the New Media Expo, so he is no longer involved with the old podcast awards. He's one of the harshest critics of things going on in the podcast community. He's been around a long time. Podcasting is his baby. Podcasting is his life, and it has been for 10-plus years. It's well within what he should be able to do to be a harsh critic of things going on that he doesn't believe in in the podcast community. He was one of our Hall of Fame inductees this year because of all those things I just mentioned. He's really done a lot of things to help evolve this space. But like I said, he was the founder of the original Podcast Awards. So what we were doing was kind of, uh, you know, all those negative things I said about what had been done in the past. That's, that's his stuff that had been done that we just didn't believe was good enough for the podcast space. And that's one of what he was doing was one of the reasons why we created this new awards and, and he knew it and we knew it so you know there wasn't any tension there any more tension than you know normal relationships go but he was someone that we knew if anyone was going to be critical of what we did specifically with the podcast awards the academy of podcasters awards it was going to be todd and at the end of it he had very kind words to say and was very complimentary about it from start to finish and to me 
every child wants to be validated by their parents and you know the teacher can say a good thing but it's the parents that they really want to hear good job from in that situation i guess todd was kind of like that in that he was the one person that i was kind of holding my breath to see how he thought it went and when we finally got that you know that thumbs up from him to me that was the most rewarding of them all danny took a unique approach to building a following that not many current podcasters use for those that don't know, back in the 90s, I used to be a hip-hop promoter. Back then, there was, you know, yeah, there was internet, but it wasn't like how it is now. I used to go to events all the time and promote, pass out flyers, meet people, pass out flyers, meet people. I learned that, took that promotion type idea to the podcast. Instead of me just depending on iTunes, I will go to like the stores and just pass out flyers about our podcast and record People that were in line for a game to say Halo, they're there waiting in line until midnight. And I'll go and I get them excited and I'll record and I'll ask them questions like, hey, why are you buying Halo? And everybody's like, oh, man, I want to be on the radio, you know, the podcast. Whatever. That's how I promoted the show, just meeting people. I think that nowadays a lot of podcasts are just depending too much of just promoting through Twitter, depending on the new Northy through iTunes. But I think... The best thing to me still to this day is that interaction face-to-face with other people. Mm. And that helped us to get our name out there a lot, you know. I think that if it wasn't for for me attending events and meeting people, I think GTR wouldn't have been on at all. Like, I think it would have been done a long time ago. Gamertag recently signed with CBS, which has led to a really incredible year for Danny and his team. We've been talking with CBS Radio behind the scenes and... And we signed with them, and it's been, like, an incredible, incredible year. Like, this has been, like, the best year forever for us, you know? Not only because the deal, but just opportunities have been coming up, and we've been traveling a lot more, more than ever. This year alone, we've been to, like, Sweden and London and all over the U.S. multiple times. And not only that, during E3, which is something that uh, we do every year, it's a convention for retailers and media where companies shows their products, their video games and consoles before it comes out. So we get to get like hands on with the product and we get to interview a lot of people. The month of June and within 30 days, we had a million listens. First time ever for us. That has never happened to us, you know. Have fun. Don't worry about expensive equipment. Worry about meeting people and networking. I think that if there's any local meetups or any podcast events around the area, travel and and learn from other podcasters, you know. I think that's very, very important. Don't worry about the trends, what's hot, what's, what's not. Just be you and just have fun with this. We've been working so hard for so many years, man. And now, look, we're in the studio. We're legit. This is big, man. This is big. If we could do it, I I feel that any other podcasters out there can also achieve this, you know? It's like Drake. You started from the bottom. And now we're here. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, now we're here. I love that. Yeah. I want to give a big thanks to Danny Pena for spending this time with us and sharing his story. Dan Franks and Jared Easley, as always, co-founders of Podcast Movement. My daughter, Elise, for not only doing the intro, but also doing a double take on the intro. 
Also want to thank the other award winners and Hall of Fame inductees for the Podcast Movement Academy of Podcasters. Go to podcastmovement.com and get your tickets for Podcast Movement 2016 Chicago in July. Finally, in the now famous words of Will Smith to his cabbie, Yo home, smell you later. Oh,